Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Well, I'm sitting here in Pastor Aaron Cordero's office in the beautiful Hawaii Kai. I've just been downstairs at uh, Dog the Bounty Hunter's shop and told that he has a boat in the harbour over here at Hawaii Kai. Uh, he's uh, well known on cable TV and I just don't get it. He prays before he goes and bashes people up. But anyway, uh, I'm loving my time here in Hawaii. Now, Pastor Aaron Cadero is the son of Wayne Cadero, who is well known as the founder of New Hope Churches International. There's now like 120 churches around the Pacific Rim, uh, 10 or so in Hawaii, a stack on the mainland of USA, uh, 35 in the Philippines, 7 in Japan, uh, 14 in Myanmar, all over the world. And uh, Pastor Aaron uh, was raised uh, in a good Christian home, and uh, I think at about the age of five, he gave his heart to Jesus um, uh, in a very evangelistic church when New Hope was started. So firstly, Pastor Aaron, how are you doing today, mate? And uh, tell me, do you ever want to visit Australia? Uh, doing great, man. It's great to be on uh, the show today. And uh, yeah, I'd love to. In fact, I was down there about maybe 12 years ago with my dad. I visited Sydney area and uh, kind of the Queensland area, and uh, it was summer for us and winter for you, so I uh, froze. And, but yeah, I love of Australia and I look forward to coming back. Okay, now tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up in the Cadero household. Uh, obviously your dad uh, is a very well-known speaker and author and he travels all over the world. Did you get a lot of quality time with your dad as a young fellow? Uh, yeah, I did. You know, my, my father was always uh, someone that... I really emphasize quality at home. Uh, what I loved about my dad is he uh, is someone that on stage, uh, he's the same as he is off stage. And uh, that was very, um, very helpful to us as kids growing up. Uh, my mom was always uh, the one that really wanted to have fun. And we played a lot of games and growing up, we didn't have a lot of money. So we'd make up our own uh, uh, growing up. But yeah, we had a wonderful upbringing. Uh, look up to my, my mom and dad and they've been the greatest influence in my life and uh, helped me to really own my faith as a young uh, man after God's heart. Now you became a Christian at the age of five um, with your mum. Tell us how that happened and uh, was there a big change in your life? Like did you did you stop stealing and you know taking drugs? You know it was, it was a big transformation. <laughs> yeah you know what happened I was actually we were in the big island of uh, Hawaii and uh, as a young five-year-old I heard um, some scuffle uh, across the the way. Our neighbours uh, house and uh, there's kind of a domestic uh, violence case where the husband and wife got into it and so it really kind of threw me uh, I was always one that uh, just uh, was sensitive to relationship and so I ran to my mom and said what's going on mom and uh, she said well probably because they don't uh, understand God's love and and uh, his heart for them and how we do relationships and so I said uh, well I want to I want to make sure that I always have good relationships and so my mom led me to the Lord at five years old and and really kind of set me on course uh, to really wanting the best that God had for me in my relationships now often um, you know pastors kids can be well known for you know having a prodigal son kind of childhood you know in the teenage years did you ever kind of go away from God or did you always just stay the course um you know, I, I, I would say I experimented, uh, but only because at a young age, um, uh, after I received Christ, 
really felt that God has uh, put a call on my life to be a pastor. I have a picture. I think I was, you know, probably maybe age seven uh, in my underwear with my Bible and my dad's podium and preaching, you know, because I wanted to be like my dad. But I felt uh, just a strong call uh, as a, a young man. And uh, I think, you know, the thing that um, uh, really kept me was uh, maybe about age of 10, my dad started to teach me how to do devotions and hear God's word um, for myself. And not just something my mom or dad would say, but it's actually, um, you know, God speaking into my life. And so I started to really own my faith at that point. And through junior high school and high school, uh, whenever I would experiment, it was because I, I thought to myself, I'm going to be a pastor anyway, so maybe I, sh- you know, I could dabble in this or that. But uh, just having the Word of God in my heart and life and it's who I was, it, I, I could never go that far off. And I would get so convicted. And, okay, Lord, and I run back to him. And so it really saved me um, from a lot. I would say uh, even getting involved with, you know, things that my buddies would do, drugs or partying or even, uh, you know, um, uh, opportunities with girls. Or I could never go too far off. And so, yeah, devotions, I'd say, saved my life. We were having a laugh the other day about um, the pastor in Myanmar called Pastor Bong. <laughs> now, in Australia, most people know that a bong is, you know, something you smoke marijuana with. And uh, you just made a comment. I remember you said, yeah, I remember hearing about that at high school. <laughs> so you didn't experiment too much there. Yeah, yeah not too much. Uh, you know, here and there, um, you know, uh, uh, and, and, you know, whatever experimenting I did do, you know, a little party here or there, uh, I just, I could never... Um, come to a point where I was out of control or that self-control and uh, when I felt like I was out of control I just it messed me up and so uh, yeah they would always keep me close to home it's <laughs> <laughs> good to know now you um, mentioned devotions and uh, I've shared many a time in Australia about uh, the SOAP journaling S-O-A-P the acrostic for scripture observation application and prayer um, I've explained it many times, but I know your dad explains it so well. Uh, Would you just share with our listeners, uh, what is Soap Devotions and how has it impacted your life? Yeah, simply um, Soap Devotions would be, uh, if we have an appointment, say, with the King of Kings every single day, uh, we have the choice to show up or not. We have the choice to show up and not really be there. We do that at school. Our teachers are are talking, teaching us, and we're totally somewhere else. And so, you know, we kind of look at it like um, we have an opportunity with the creator of the universe every single day. My dad would often wake me up and try and get me out of bed, and he would always say that, Aaron, you have an appointment with the king, and uh, he wants to speak into your life, and uh, if you you, you don't get up, and if you're not there, you'll be lesser of a man. And so, I've always remembered that um you know when you sit down to uh just kind of interview with the king he's speaking to your life and uh he wants to give you uh, a scripture a truth uh, that will set you free in a different area it'll um he'll love you in a, in a way that you would never love before he'll um share something with you that uh, will just break open, uh, you know, areas of your life that you've just been so frustrated in. And so um, that scripture is something that um, the Bible says can never be taken away from you if you sit with the King of Kings. And so that's yours. And uh, and then an observation is what is the 
what is the Bible saying in context? Because sometimes we can take uh, a scripture and, uh, you know, maybe apply it somehow and make the application uh, more of uh, the context or the observation, which is a little dangerous where, you know, what it means for me, it means for everybody, but God may not be speaking that to everybody. And so we want to make sure uh, in observation, who's the author, who's he speaking to, uh, why, and um, make sure that we do that correctly. And then we move to the application. How do I apply that uh, to my life today because of what God has spoken to me? And uh, that's where we write it in our calendar, our to-do list. If God is saying, Aaron, you got to you know, stop being so mean to your wife. Okay. And I write it down and call my wife or write her a note, you know. And so making sure that we apply it um, immediately. And uh, we're not just people that hear the word of God, but we can be blessed because we do it. And then a prayer. You know, prayer is uh, simply just really making it who we are and uh, just being before the Lord. It's a spiritual commitment that we are committing to. And we're spending time, a deep thought in the presence of God of what he just spoken to us. And so simply soap would be a, a daily appointment with the King of Kings. And it's something very powerful. And if people want to find out more, uh, you know, the New Hope website in Oahu is enewhope.org. It's got information and you can learn how to do your journaling and devotions the same way. Uh, I've been doing it for five years, six years now, and it's the best decision I ever made as a Christian because you just, you know, you get into the Word of God and I find a lot of my preaching then comes out of the journals that where the Lord's been speaking to me in devotions. Now, another thing that I'm fascinated about your family is the adoption of your sister. Now, I've interviewed your dad, and he shared it in previous shows. Uh, I understand your uh, your dad was counselling a lady who was considering having an abortion. And uh, tell us the rest of the story from there. Yeah, so uh, we were actually, as a family, considering to uh, adopt a young girl uh, where we lived here in Hawaii. And so when we came across this young lady that was considering that, then my dad gave her the option of, hey, why don't we uh, give this young child the option of life? And, uh, you know, and so we prayed through it. And I was only seven at the time. And uh, we, yeah, we... Um, uh, allowed our young sister or my young sister Abby uh, to come into our family and it was just amazing and she's uh, so a part of our family and doing well serving Jesus today uh, has two uh, wonderful children actually one and one on the way and so uh, that's a really exciting but yeah uh, it's neat to um, see God work through um, those types of things and do you see Abby's mum much uh, yeah, interestingly, they come to the church and uh, we spend time with them. She spends time with them, goes over to their house, kind of like a second family. And so it's neat, uh, you know, when it's the family of God, you have one thing in common, God's love, and uh, it just kind of transcends everything. And so it's pretty cool. What an amazing story. You know, you think of all those uh, young ladies that have that tough choice to whether to keep or, or to uh, to murder their child. And, you know, what a, a great redemption story from that one. Wow. Now, uh, you've recently been on a trip to Myanmar, otherwise known as Burma. Uh, tell us what your trip was like and what's the political climate like over there? Yeah, well, if I could go back seven years, um, political climate was uh, very uneasy. A communist country, uh, we'd fly in and uh, government spies would follow us everywhere, tap our phones, emails, everything. Uh, anything that we would do would have to be under registered churches, so they kind of keep tabs on everything. And uh, it was really tough to um, uh, do anything and uh, but uh, as we went back on this last trip 
about eight months ago, there's been a little bit of a change in the government structure, and they're a lot more open to the democratic way of thinking, and so very open to even the West, uh, United States, Obama's been there, a bunch of other country heads have been there, and uh, yeah, there is like there's a lot more freedom, and no government spies following us anywhere, uh, you know, there's a real freedom of even worship, and uh, though there's uh, there's still a little skittish, but uh, uh, it's neat where it's, it's a lot more open, and so... Um, to me, anyway, it just seems that there's just a wonderful opportunity uh, to uh, love on these people and uh, you know help with maybe leadership development or structure and see them really reach uh, their country and states for Christ. It's amazing what God's doing. The other place uh, I know you've been to is New Hope, Japan, and uh, Pastor Talo uh, is a big. Uh, is he Samoan? A big Samoan boy, and uh, I think they've got you know ten New Hope churches over there now. What's the What's the climate like in Japan? Yeah, Japan is um, interesting. They say it's about one uh, percent or less than one percent Christian, um, and I, I think that may be due to um, uh, you know back in World War Two uh, when there was a bombing, U.S. bombed uh, Japan. Um, and we came in to kind of help restructure and reorganize and help them uh, think through their economy. And uh, they did so well that and kind of developed this mentality that we did it ourselves and uh, um, we don't really need anyone's help. And so I think that translated into also uh, kind of religious views or relationship views where why do we need the gospel or why do we need God? Well, we did it pretty good on our own. And they have where they've taken everything of the world and made it Ten times better, and so. Uh, but interesting, I think uh, there's a season where the younger generation is coming up, and it's uh, a little bit different. The climate's changing. They're very open to um, things of the gospel, uh, such as music or things like, especially Hawaii. They love anything Hawaii. Um, their big trend right now is gospel music, and they don't even know what they're singing. They just sing it, and so there's a huge opening there. And um, uh, anything that you know, young people they like are trendy things, and so uh, we're trying to figure out ways uh, or keys to those things to the hearts of the younger generation, and maybe the Lord will kind of come through that door. Um, and so that's really exciting. Now, Aaron, you, you mentioned a few times about the gospel during our chat today about how you. Ask the Lord into your heart when you were five, and you shared the gospel in Japan and Myanmar, and over here at your church, uh, New Hope Hawaii Kai. I was there last Sunday and uh, saw a number of people put their hand up to uh, make a commitment to Christ. You're obviously a passionate evangelist. You've been a youth pastor for a number of years as well. And uh, tell us what is the gospel, and how do people respond to it? Yeah, you know, the gospel really is something where the Bible calls as good news. You know, and often. You know, we can be um, people that take something that should be good news and present it as bad news. And uh, often, you know, when we present something that should be good as something bad, then people don't like it. But uh, And then we start to misdefine what God created as something good. And so simply the gospel message is uh, a wonderful relationship with the creator of the universe uh, that was uh, uh, breached or broken uh, because of uh, our sin. And the Bible says that all who uh, needs forgiveness, uh, it's available to us. And the Bible says all who call upon the name of Jesus will be saved. And, you know, the Lord knows I need forgiveness, you know, and I'm a pastor. And so, uh, it, you know, I'm real passionate about relationship. And sometimes uh, relationship with God can be 
misdefined as a staunch religious thing, uh, but it's not. It's uh, something of great love and uh, it's uh, of, of his kindness and his goodness and grace. At the same time, uh, God knows what sin does, and especially unresolved sin, um, when we have broken relationships or we choose to uh, reject uh, the things of God and how that devastates our relationships. And so God is a huge advocate of relationship, and I am too. So simply, you know, the gospel message is the good news of God that loves us so much uh, that he would even lay down his life. And uh, we believe in him and accept him and his forgiveness. And the Bible says uh, the greatest thing happens, we have life eternal and with him. And, uh, you know, like I said earlier, uh, and then we can have that relationship every single day. And it's amazing how he speaks into every area of our life, whether it be our marriage, uh, parenting, business ethics, you know, the Bible is the greatest manual to life, everything. And so when we have that relationship, then we're open to God's absolute best, and that's His design. But sometimes we can walk away from His best design of our life. And so I'm just, uh, um, I'm passionate about it, huge into it. I'm the, its greatest cheerleader, I try to be, and uh, that's why I love just the wonderful message of Christ. Well, Aaron, I can see you've got a real heart to uh, to reach people with that good news and you're obviously kicking some goals because you know your church has got about 700 and you know you, you're doing these mission trips you know it's so exciting to see uh, the uh, the fruit in your life now if people want to respond to that um, you know the website is enewhope.org you can go there and have a look at information about journaling and, and devotions there's also a list of all the international new hope churches New Hope Brisbane in Australia. Uh, you can uh, look up the New Hope Japan churches, Myanmar, Philippines, uh, west coast of the US. Uh, and it's a great website. You can also watch the New Hope services in Hawaii uh, live streaming. I know you preach there regularly too, Aaron. So, mate, thank you so much for joining us today and looking forward to seeing you down under. You want to come surfing in Australia sometime? Oh, you know that. I'll bring my board and, hey, just put me up in, in your place and we'll, we'll be there surfing every day. Well, God bless you, mate. I reckon you're History Maker. Thanks for joining us. God bless. Thanks so much for joining us on History Makers today. You know, the vision of History Makers is to spread the good news of Jesus Christ through conversation to the nations of the world. We're now on over 58 radio stations around Australia and Pacific nations, and we're so excited about the opportunity we have to broadcast the good news on the airwaves. If you would like to make a donation, please go to our website, historymakersradio.com. There you can also download interviews. We've got some great web links and some great information for you about following Jesus. So please go to historymakersradio.com. I'm Matt Prater. God bless. Go and make history. History.